Attention Inspection presents Going Ultra! This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. Visit mjmunoz.com slash gu for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. SSSS.Dinazanon Episode 6 is entitled what is this pain? It originally aired May 7th. The writer is Keiji Hasegawa. The director is Yoshiyuki Kaneko. My static for this episode. Uh, not very strong, okay? I'll, I'll be honest with you. On paper, this doesn't seem like a good episode. Looking back on it, I can't see why I would have ranked it as high as I originally did. I'll get to the ranking at the very end there. Uh, I almost feel like it all came together at the end, and that's a and that the surprise at the end uh, made it good. And I think that's less than thrilling. So I, I'm not into, uh, I don't know, I'm not into mysteries. I'm mm -hmm. not into twists uh, for their own sake. I'm not into a lot of things um, just because they're cool or catchy or trendy or whatever. I like stuff that's, you know, high quality as uh, Comrade Zero One taught me. And uh, yeah, I just, I just want like constants and consistency. But, you know, eh, throwing things around uh, for fun every now and then is okay. But just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a more even-killed guy. Anyway, uh, moving on. I don't think Koyomi, Minami, and Yamogi should have been able to pilot uh, their vehicles at all. Or maybe they should have started off fine, then bottomed out. I don't know. Them half-heartedly doing it muddles how exactly Dinazanon works. It feels inconsistent and sloppy. And, although, I did appreciate that it sounded like the, the, uh, the Seiyu were... Axis, uh, Dynawing, Axis, Dinosaur... Access, Dino Striker, like they were just going through the motions, and that was kind of a fun thing. Um, not because, well, it was kind of a fun thing because it just goes so against uh, what the genre is all about. It's more about you know, um, Henshin Inspection presents Going Ultra and, and things like that. Anyway, um, it's more that level of uh, energy is where you're supposed to be for these sorts of things. So anyway, moving on to the sizzle, the kaiju leaping from building to building to get Dino Dragon was really cool. I again want to bring up the fact that nobody said anything about the fact that this thing was causing all this damage, but they didn't finish the fight anyway until uh, Grid Knight showed up. Well, I mean, they didn't finish the fight, so... Uh, getting into the soul of things, I had a really hard time uh, coming up with something for this because I thought, like, I'm not really sure there's something that um, that deep and, and meaningful going on here. But uh, Mujina and Koyomi's interactions at uh, 721, or whatever the, the store is called, uh, were interesting. Um... She said something about them being the same, and if they really are the same, then why are they fighting? Uh, why do the kaiju eugenicists keep messing around with kaiju? What is all this code for? Um, is it just like the differences between people? Uh, what's the difference between a kaiju eugenicist and a, you know, Denazanon user um, or pilot or whatever? And like, are they really the same? And is there any difference in? I mean, obviously, um, with the instance domination, the kaiju eugenicists are uh, taking over and controlling a kaiju, but we saw two of them do it together because uh, one of them was having trouble doing it. I can't remember the other guy's name, but I think the redhead guy or pink-haired guy, whatever, and Mujina worked together. And I really liked how the detail of how she did it. She, like, passed her hand in front of his hand that was controlling the kaiju, then brought it over and did her little thing where she splits it in front of her eye. That was pretty cool. That was slick. Um, I just... Weird little, like... The, the arm swinging and all the stuff that they do in Tokusatsu to transform and stuff, like the henshin poses, like all that stuff is really cool. 
um, on like a dumb, like, I don't know, like lizard brain level maybe. Um, and I like how she didn't have to say, I am now going to do my pose, but first I will pass my hand in front of yours in order to unite our henchin pose, like wordlessly. And maybe it's because I know the genre. <laughs> she just put her hand there and she came over, boom. And it's like, oh, obviously she's tapping into it. She's like Bluetooth pairing or whatever. She's tapping into uh, what he's got going on so that she can control the kaiju as well. And that's pretty cool. But they're, they're becoming like Dinazanon, like the Dinazanon 4, because they're working together. They're making their feelings the same. They're whatever. And even, you know, he said like, hey, your, your personality's changed. What's going on with you? And she was all into the fight. She was kind of like him. You know, like she was really into the fight. She wanted to kick some ass with the kaiju. And like, uh, like that was interesting, but I don't know. Like if the, if the kaiju eugenicists are kind of being nice and like kind of playing by the rules and being soft and like, Hey, you know, we could kill these guys, but we'll kill them later. We won't worry about it. We'll try to you know, chalk the things out and negotiate things with them. Like if they're being the heroes sort of, um, like what's going on with the Dinazanon 4? That's what I want to know. And really that's my question. Are the, are the Dinazanon 4 actually the villains of the show? Like, uh, I know Grid Knight showed up there, uh, and if you don't like that spoiler or whatever, I mean, it's called SSSS.Gridman, and it says it's part of the Gridman universe, you should have looked up a little bit about Gridman first, or just watch the show, because it's really good, and, um, I bet you'd like Akane Shinjo, um, I'm just saying, most, most people did, or, or Rika, <laughs> anyway, you could watch just for the two of them, if you wanted to, although I think the, the show is a lot deeper than that, so, um, it's more than flesh deep, <laughs> anyway, um, so the, uh, oh, well, anyway, I don't know what's going on with, with Grid Knight showing up there. I assume he's going to save the Denazanon 4 from, uh, from the Kaiju Eugenicists, but, uh, maybe he won't. Anti is an interesting character and, uh, I think he could be used to prove or, or to make an interesting point, especially with how weird the whole setup is. Galma just shows up out of nowhere he says they have to attack. Yeah, kaiju are attacking and they're technically defending the city, but they're less and less caring about defending the city. And even, you know, Kiyomi goes and attacks um, you know, an unprovoked, like, you know, Mujina stole his striker, but she was saying she wanted to give it back. The You know, she and Suzumi, I think, or Suzumu were both saying, like, maybe we should just give this thing back. It's not a big deal. You know, why are we stealing it? And then you know, he goes and physically assaults her, like, it just, it just feels so wrong. And then him meeting with that married lady, like kind of intending to cheat, like to have an affair with her that her husband shows. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with these people. And it's, uh, it's interesting, but it's also a little frustrating, but I'm letting it play out. I'm not going to come down and be judgmental. I want to see where this is going. These are really interesting developments. And I don't know, maybe that's the kind of stuff that I originally wanted to give the show a four out of five or this episode a four out of five. And I just, I don't think I can. So, or I didn't, I, I changed it to three out of five because like something's off, like there's good bones here, but just something is off in the execution. And I don't know, maybe it's just sometimes maybe, I don't know. Is it possible that you have to have a crappy episode of something before you, it can be turned around and be really great in the end? I mean, I was going to say no, but then again, in every episode should stand on its own. It does stand on its own. Well, <laughs> do these episodes stand on the, stand on their own or not? Because the way they end, kind of like it reminds me of Forza, where like it would end on a cliffhanger and then the cliffhanger would be resolved in 20 seconds at the beginning of the next episode. You know, um, it's kind of irritating. But that's uh, that guy wrote, um, what was it, Gurren Lagann, the giant drill mecha one? 
Was that Grand Lagan? I think it was Grand Lagan. Anyway, my drill will pierce the heavens. Anyway, that guy wrote Fort Nakashima. Is that his name? Anyway, I don't remember. He wrote that. I think, did he go into Red Kill a Kill? Doesn't matter. I'm getting too distracted. I'm going to stop. I got to wrap it up. Um, but uh, I don't know like what style that is. It kind of reminds me of uh, my favorite um, construct in, in poetry, which is a cesera, which is where you stop. There's like a beat, a pause for a beat in the middle of a line, and then it goes on to the next. And then it's kind of like the... If so, every line in uh, every line in the poem has like two halves, and it's almost like when you have the cesera, it stops and then continues, and the second half of the first line of you know the line you're on now kind of works with the first half of the following line, and so on and so forth. But then again, the line, the first and second half of each individual line should work together, so it almost feels like it's this like. You're stopping in the middle. Like, kind of like, I don't know, sometimes manga chapters feel like that. Um, you know, the 10 to 12 pages or whatever. Like, it feels like, oh, this is a break. But is it to, just to keep you in suspense, to keep you coming back for the next, you know, weekly issue or what? I Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's kind of frustrating, but then again, it's kind of good. So, I don't know. Is this made for the trade? Are you supposed to marathon this thing? Or is it, um, you know, written to be an individual stand, uh, stand on its own thing each and every episode? These are a little less standalone. To me, this feels more like it's uh, made for, for marathoning or for, you know, watching straight through. So, you know, it's a little frustrating because of that. But overall, you know, it's still good. So, anyway, I have uh, spent way too much time on this. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, and uh, I'm going to ask that you go over to mgmanews.com. Type in Glowbug. Check out the latest draft of Ava, of Ava and the Glowbug. It's a tokusatsu slash Ultraman-inspired uh, children's bedtime story. And I'm gonna keep working on that thing until it's done. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it and work on it and work on it until uh, it's published either by myself or by a uh, traditional publisher of some sort, uh, or even like a semi-traditional publisher. But you know, not me self-publishing it. But um, we'll see. We will see what happens. I'm excited about that project. Anyway, check out all the other Going Ultra stuff I'm doing. I'm also at this time uh, reviewing the Bad Batch, uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Or you know, it's the following up. Uh, it's the show that takes place in the aftermath of Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's called The Bad Batch. It's about these guys. You, you'll know what it is. Uh, also, uh, check out the continuing Ultraman Z coverage as well as other stuff. I've got my Go Ranger manga, so I'm hopefully going to crack into that soon over on Swing Through Comics, which is, again, something you can find here at mjmooners.com slash STC. So, with that, I'm going to remind you that you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. With that, I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out.